0: everybody. Good evening. I'm Tom and I'm Paddy. And you join us for yet another underplayed or overrated where we take a classic album or an album picked for for other reasons. This is definitely a classic album though. This is a classic and uh, even though it's not that old in the grand scheme of things. Uh and we put it through its paces to see whether it is worth the hype. This week we have a extremely controversial figure, particularly at the moment. Um, is Kanye West?
1: Yeah. Also released in two thousand and four. Like, um,
0: yeah. Well, we just we just re- re- recorded an episode, right? Uh, yeah. On uh, on is a real boy by say anything, which you will probably have heard last week, uh, if all goes to schedule. Um,
1: Twenty years old. God damn. Yeah. Um, in Twenty years old in
0: in ten days how um how times have changed for this man um have you ever watched the um
1: the documentary that we brought out on netflix
0: no because i I
1: think it came out last year
0: i'll I'll be brutally honest like i really dislike the man (laughs) yeah I, i can separate the art from the artist until his more recent art which is like I, I think that it's it's really weird this actually because Fantano um had to make made a video on on some Kanye stuff that's going on at the moment the other day. Planthony Plantano. Yeah. Um the, the Internet's, internet's bittiest music. music, nerd. music nerd. Um, and he actually he made a video on on some Kanye stuff that's going on at the moment and, and he sort of said like, Oh before I even get into it, like I know that people are going to be in the comments being like, oh, dude, just, like, separate the art from the artist, man. Like, and it's like, well, I can't because he's put so much of himself and his views into his more recent art that it becomes impossible. Like, Have
1: you seen all the, like, there's... exhibitionist shit is doing with his missus at the minute? Which is
0: like, oh, I don't know. All, all I know is that he's about to put an album out in collaboration with another rapper if it releases because he's, he's the best... Uh, uh, announcing albums that never end up actually releasing but it's got like some quite clear um like white super like almost like nazi-esque oh, no. like symbology on the on the album cover which
1: it is certain... just not a
0: good look for a couple of uh, a couple of uh, men of color to be releasing an album that has nazi he like iconography. power
1: symbols but then again, he i do think i mean i don't he, he's sort of it's been harder to decipher recently for sure, but like I do think he's got previous of being quite actually calculated with stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I actually think that a lot of a lot of people like they dismiss him as a dude that's mental, and actually he knows exactly. A lot of the time, he's he uh, you can see that he knows exactly what he's doing, and there's a reason for him doing it.
1: There was a song. Do you remember when he brought that song out and he just goes, in one of the verses, he just starts going, scoop de poop Yeah. poop de scoop de poop <laughs> di. Apparently, he did that because he wrote that beat for Drake and he fell out with him and he didn't, want he didn't want him to use it anymore. So to stop him from using it, he put it out and just did that. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. So it would like, burn it.
0: Oh, that's so good.
1: And that's why he did that. And every time everyone just thought, oh, Kanye's lost his mind. And that's actually why he did it. Yeah,
0: but like I say, like I don't know what his actual views are. I think that the guy that wrote this album that we're about to we're about to go through now, if he's still at his core the same dude, there's no way he aligns himself with
1: no and nothing fascism in like any what, way, shape, what, or form. What I was sort of trying to like get out, like the the documentary was sort of put together by this guy who used to follow him round and video him and, and take his foot, like take do his pictures and stuff. And it sort of follows him from when he was like um, working on beats, doing two twelve beats a days for, for two summers, like he said, or whatever it is he says. Yeah. To like going to like um, Rockefeller Records and trying to pitch it to like the um, Jay-Z and stuff and Jay-Z and, and Dame Dash and all those dudes just thought he was a, a producer. They didn't want him to rap. They didn't want him to be a.
0: Well, yeah, because he's uh, at this time, like he's, he's now like the most famous rapper of the last 20 years. Yeah. But at this time before this album came out, he was just like a nerdy producer. He was in dude. Little Dork.
1: Like, yeah. With a polo on. Um, those glasses with the visor bits on do you remember that With were like
0: that was like uh was that was that graduation
1: that might have been graduation yeah
0: so, so that's the one was stronger on it isn't it yes that was that era where he was wearing those glasses and being cool with daft punk and stuff
1: yeah but but like to my point like he changed at some point he changed and it, it's because of the fame, and he, like, sort of cut out, I, like, te, like Wali and Common and people like that who used to used to knock about with and sort of being a collective with. And he just sort of went all off on his own after that and became... Well, yeah, I mean, it's
0: even like Jay-Z, like the man that literally gave him everything, really, if you think about it. Yeah. And he turned his back on...
1: I think he eclipsed like, him, didn't he, basically? Yeah,
0: but it's just like he he could have...
1: It's weird
0: because you you put this like you have to put it into perspective on the other side of things, like so on on the on the East Coast you've you've got Jay Z and then he sort of proteged and and I guess there's others as well like Diddy and people like that but they and they like prodigy like and Nas as well, sorry, and they like prodigied people like like Kanye and and all the def jam stuff and and, and that sort of side of things following in the wake of, of Biggie. But on the on the West Coast, like it's like Dre did the same thing. So from Dre, you've got like, you've got Eminem, Eminem. You've got like Fifty Cent was, was Fifty Cent, sort of yeah. Dre Fifty Cent, Dre, 50 cents, you've got, Dre. Um, Snoop. The game was Dre backed Snoop's Dre backed, and then Kendrick Lamar is T- Dre Tupac. backed as is, is Dre backed as well. Obviously, yeah. Tupac, but. That's sort of a '90s thing, but I'm, I'm sort of looking yeah. a bit, a bit more recent to that. But to the they, Z. they all, but, but like Eminem eclipsed Dre in terms of like the success of his music, but he's always stayed clicky with that same like sort of group. Jay Z, no, Eminem,
1: Eminem, yes, so Eminem.
0: So in the same way that Kanye was brought up by Jay Z and then dwarfed him in terms of like. Record sales yeah. and stuff like that. Like Eminem did the same, right? Yeah, but Eminem didn't turn his back on the guy that that gave him his fame. Whereas I think Kanye did. I but think there's one.
1: It's it's a weird thing because Kanye is like Eminem and Dre at the same time, isn't he? Oh he,
0: yeah, yeah. Because he facil- he facilitated
1: as well. a lot of the beats on like the Blueprint free and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. that For Jay Z.
0: Oh yeah, I know. It's H- H- true. Sure it is a but but again, but, weird
1: Kanye B, isn't it? But. But Jay-Z was oh, is the it, biggest name. Jay J, J- uh, 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 yeah, uh, like whatever that. the name of that song is. Um yeah. I'm not But anyway I'm not I, a big hip hop head, just for the record. But
0: yeah, but my my point is that, that Kanye for some reason decided to basically turn his back on the people that Yeah brought him He on. did,
1: even even to the point of like this in the documentary, like this guy that was his like sort of assistant, he just f- fucked him off after a while. Just stopped, being just made, lost. I'll tell you why.
0: There's one fucking reason why Kanye West changed, fucking entwined with the Kardashian Jennifer. i fucking, I think situation. it happened before that. I don't know. I, I think that, I think that, that that is the biggest factor in him going absolutely nuts, though. Everyone that ends up like into like good luck, like Travis Barker.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I think we might have broken our golden rule here in terms of we've gone full artist. It's like if we were like to talk about Michael Jackson's. Oh, no, no, like, for sure.
0: I, I'm just, I'm just sort of.
1: Pedophilia allegations like before. Oh, the no, thriller. no.
0: Right. So I'm, yeah, maybe. Uh, no, but I'm It's worth saying. I think, just because I think he's... it sort of needs to be said though, a little bit because. We do need to separate the art from the artist, I, and I think in order I to do that, we need to talk about the artist a little bit. I
1: would say of all the sort of people we've covered, he's, this guy is the most current big superstar that we've covered.
0: In fact, for the most part, he's the, he's the only... There's not many like, like that like now. He's probably the only person that remains as famous, if not more famous, than he was when Yeah, was living when he released the album. yeah. The other people that are still that famous have, have passed away. Like, I would say with the caveat of maybe Morrissey, but Morrissey isn't exactly famous, is he? The, uh,
1: Mar- Morrissey actually well, cancelled two shows this week, citing exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> so don't buy Morrissey tickets, folks.
0: Um, but yeah, so I, I don't want to spend any more time talking about Kanye the man. So let's, yeah, let's probably get, into, let's get, into, get into this album, The College Dropout. So, when did this come out, Paddy?
1: 2004. Um, sold 441,000 copies in the first week Woo! Um, large scale commercial success, best selling album in the United States at the time
0: let's not beat 3. around the 4. bush Four million
1: either. copies by 2014
0: this album and Kanye in general changed hip hop completely in, in the early 2000s
1: 4 times platinum do you agree? Yeah, it did. It, it.
0: This is the most influential. Sort of what release. I would
1: call like the hip hop era, in a sense, they like sort of. It almost re- like ends. that through. It
0: sort of. It sort of ends that like nineties. Like it's not wave, doesn't it? And it starts something new.
1: Yeah, it's conscious as well. Like, but yeah. like, he doesn't get credit really for that as much. Like, cause he sort of moved away from that sort of style, but like, because he was knocking about with like again, with uh, Talib Kweli and, and Common and people like that who are still, like, conscious, like, rappers yeah. who do that kind of stuff.
0: I would sort of say that there's... I think that he was in the right place over at, at Def... Was it Was it still called Def Jam? Is it... Uh, Cause it's, or is it it's still part... It's part of Def Jam, isn't it? With with Jay-Z there. It's Def, the,
1: Def Jam and Def Jam Rockefeller. Rockefeller.
0: Yeah, so... yeah. Jay-Z, despite having songs that aren't as conscious, I feel like he, he some of his music is also of that sort of vibe where you can sort of see where it paves the way, right? You can see why he would have greenlit this and he would have supported it, is what I'm saying.
1: Yes, yeah, and he was very he, he was already like he was me basically kanye was sort of shaping jay-z's sound already yeah. by this point like he was writing a lot of his beats
0: um so yeah so he's a skit
1: with a yeah. man who's sort of we're not going to talk about it and then there's, there's yeah
0: so if you want to if you want to break down of the skits no uh just go listen to them that paddy's going to let you know when the skits are i don't even have them listed in my notes because i don't
1: yeah, so was, I don't
0: get skits. It starts rap with skit. It's a big
1: thing in rap albums. Skits.
0: Yeah, I just don't get it. Um, but anyway, so
1: first song. We don't care. Um, yeah, it's just I've written king of hip hop. Hip hop defined yeah. Defined a style of production.
0: So the thing that I immediately hits me with this record in terms of like the the production is that he's bringing the soul back into hip hop right yeah so obviously a lot of early hip hop was sampled soul records and then it sort of in the late 90s and early 2000s it became a lot more i don't know like the production was a, a lot, lot a lot more stripped back like i don't feel like there was a lot of they
1: call it here mainstream hip hop that chip, was like sampled chipmunk right? soul cuz he's sped There's lots of sped yeah. up samples like yeah, with yeah, like yeah. The, the, the the like pitch shifter going
0: yeah but let's not pretend that this isn't the sort of stuff that like dre was doing in the early 90s like it's
1: yeah he he slowed shit down if anything dre. yeah
0: i think uh, but but you know manipulating soul samples wasn't something new no but i think it was something that had gone severely out of style in hip-hop by this point right like people like i guess uh, around this sort of time like people like jay dillo were making like instrumental stuff right which he's like, I don't know if you know much about Jay Diller, but no, he was like a, a madly in influential hip hop producer that that passed away when he was still in his either late twenties or early thirties, um, and he's sort of credited with this like sort of boom bap, more boom bap style, right? More like I don't know his st- a lot of his stuff was just instrumental, yeah. So it wasn't there were there wasn't rap on it as such but I feel like yeah he wasn't mainstream though like he was doing like similar stuff with samples and, and things like that and I guess people like LP who's now part of Run the Jewels was doing stuff like this as well yeah in the in the early 2000s in New York so there was definitely a scene for it but nobody had done it on like the scale that Kanye was doing it on right like the, the, there's a mix here it's like it's pop it's soul it's rap the, the the lyrics have clear messages like this this is i've got here it's like this is a song about struggles that are shared by a massive amount of the black american population at the time crime being a get out for, for kids basically for kids
1: yeah and and like using using crime to 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 make money and 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 trying to break out of that poverty trap.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So it's it's a massive stab at the, the US establishment for not doing more for impoverished, particularly for black communities. Um drug dealing just to get by yeah, There you go.
1: State your money till it gets sky high. We wasn't supposed to make it past twenty five, jokes on you were still alive.
0: Yeah. So nice, again, like, um, he'd kid, have grown up though. Kid's
1: kid's vocal on it as well. This is yeah. cool.
0: He'd have grown up in around people that yeah got rich from doing crime like yeah but if they hadn't have done crime they'd have just been poor like, yeah exactly and like, people was people see like that's the trap isn't it? how many people were talking about that in this way though because like you think about jay-z
1: who's it's some a perspective isn't yeah, it
0: it's like well jay-z would have been bragging about getting rich from doing the crime yeah and then being a musician and here in strolls this like nerdy producer dude that's like, no, I'm going to sing about why it's shit that you had to do that and in the it, first place.
1: It moves on to a song that basically reinforces that sort of theme in All Falls Down.
0: I, I would just want to add that there's this amazing lyric that I picked out from We Don't Care, okay. which is that his favourite 50 Cent song is 12 Questions, yeah. referring, <laughs> referring to being dyslexic. Yeah, yeah, It's <laughs> Which is so good. There is a lot, lot, of, 21. lot of funny the, lyrics. The song is 21 questions, if anyone's confused by that. Um, but yeah, anyway, obviously dyslexic. Anyway, I'm not going to explain the joke. Uh,
1: all falls <laughs> all down. All falls
0: down. Uh, the perfect single, isn't
1: it? Yeah, that, that, that hook. Is that from a song or is it from this?
0: Uh, no, it's a feature. Yeah. Isn't it? It's a feature, right? I'm going to have to check it. Um,
1: I, I love the guitar on this as well. Like, I and mean, the like little arpeggio that it does, like it's so nice.
0: Yeah, sorry, hang up. Mm.
1: It's always I always find it interesting in these rap songs, right? Where they'll have all the credits of all the all the rappers, yeah, there, featuring.
0: Right? Sorry, featuring Selena Johnson.
1: All the rappers get a credit. Like it'll be like featuring Ludacris, featuring whoever. Mm-hmm. But whoever sings a hook, if it's a female singer, they never list it.
0: No, this is listed.
1: I'll take it back.
0: This Selena Johnson is listed here. Lauren oh, Hill Lauren it Hill is. also wrote also wrote for this.
1: Okay, I'll take it back. I'm sorry, Kanye West.
0: There's a lot of writers on this record. I, I don't know if he's the writer that perhaps he gets...
1: I think it's because he samples for. so much. So, like, if you sample somebody's music, you've got to give them credit, haven't you, and pay them. And yeah. there's, all, there's all those sped-up soul songs on it. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, it's it's the perfect single. It really is. Like, it's got a bit of everything, hasn't it? It's, <laughs> it's, it's got that R&B chorus, and then... Typical Kanye. He's got
1: a message again. It's drug dealers buy Jordans, crack head by crack, and a white man gets paid off of all of that.
0: Yeah. And I've just said uh, here, uh, my sort of notes say, was Kanye's ability early in his career to just bring flows that were accessible with smart and in-your-face lyrics were well, what made him sort of impossible to keep him down, really, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, it's just, this this song's sort of almost about feeling out of place amongst, like, rich people, right? as well
1: yeah it's about debt isn't it it's about like sort of trying to keep up with people yeah and everyone getting so into feel, feeling
0: sort of out of place as like everything's piling up and then it all falls down yeah and then I've just said it's like in in hindsight this this song stinks of irony now because like it's almost exactly what yeah, sort like of he's happened like built, to him built
1: himself built, a, ca- a built castle like a, tower of,
0: yeah. a tower of like like a house of cards that, that fell um, which is you know
1: um, yeah. Spaceship. Yeah. A um,
0: soul driven beat.
1: It's followed before this was a, uh, was um, a hymn by Albert E. Brumley that leads into it. And it's like, um, sang by like, a, it's like a sort of black gospel choir, but it's, I wondered if it was like a sort of an old slave song and it's mm-hmm. it's not it's um no, it is. it's not it's by Albert E Brumley who's like who's a white sort of spiritualist. Um but it's No,
0: it's not. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. Uh, it's a hymn that was written in 1929 uh, by Albert E Brumley. Yeah. It was published in 1932, but Brumley's writing was influenced by a secular ballad the prisoner's song. So his writing was influenced by an old slave. Right, singer. okay. So yeah, you you're right and I'm right all at the same
1: time. <laughs> no, it's so cool. So yeah, but it it sort of leads it on and it gives it this like it's obviously spaceship is like um about him working really really hard
0: to be a rapper ah, and here's, producer. Here's our first here's our token Marvin Gaye sample by the way. Oh, is it? He's credited, so it must be. This would have been one of those in the Marvin Gaye episode, uh, yeah, that, it, where you're like, oh yeah, it was on.
1: It would be the bit where it's like sped Street up. Feature. It's like a bit where be like a dude shouting. So it'll be like um, doing his sort of save the babies thing.
0: Save the babies. Save the babies. Um. Yeah. So what have I got here? Like this one, sort of it goes hard, but it's also quite ca- it's also like really catchy. Yeah, which is some, again like you. I feel like it's so hard to pull off like hard rap, and by that I guess I mean like sort of more like aggressive rap, like the more like aggressive. Delivery, I think it's quite like
1: a it's quite dorky though as well. This one I like the lyric five beats, yeah, five beats a day for three summers. What does he mean? It's like, like he can't go outside and play because he's sat, I imagine him sat in his bedroom with a curtain, with his curtains closed, making beats and his friends playing outside. He's like, oh, (laughs) I've got to make these beats.
0: But that's literally, that mantra has influenced like probably two or three generations now of producers. It's his
1: 10,000 hours in it. Yeah. Like
0: that, any any like internet producer that makes content about producing electronic beats in any way will just say like the, the only way you'll ever do it and get better at it is to just do it all the time. Like it's his Hamburg. Yeah. Um. I, I've just said sort of like there's more stabs here at the treatment of Black Americans by wider society. Yeah. So this album might be, might be, and I'm no expert in this field. One of the best snapshots, along with stuff like uh, Atlanta, the TV show that Donald Glover made. Um,
1: Still haven't watched that. Got to get on that.
0: Am I on the mic? As that's art, as you know, like, art and entertainment that's like a time capsule of how hard stuff has been, even in modern times, for an entire, like an entire society of of people yeah like it's insane and this album is quite a i think does a really good job of summing a lot of these issues up and i still think they're issues now right yeah i I mean anything's changed which i think
1: in america i think i don't think 20 years slavery is really ended ended i think it's sort of been
0: well you you're you're a slave of society now right
1: I think the the prison system is ne- is the new slavery there. Like yeah. in that they've just kept it like Yeah,
0: like instead of instead of being owned by a singular person, like you're owned by the system now yeah. in America. Yeah. If you're if you're a black person. Yeah. Which is actually quite depressing and horrific. Can we stop?
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> moving on no. Well, this is um, what this is what this album's about though, isn't it? So, you know, it's what we should be talking. The the one sort of bad part of this song I think is GLC and Consequences, like versus, which I don't think are as anywhere near as good.
0: Yeah, that's the problem with this being his first record.
1: It's like he's had to bring some of his mates on. Yeah,
0: like there's 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 people that feature on this record that maybe didn't need to feature on it. Um, and he's like Frodo G, it's a someone bit like, G. I mean, let's that's, let's <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's be honest. There's there's a Jamie Fox feature later on as well. That's which great, man. That. Th- oh,
1: Jesus. Um, <laughs> that's the best part of the whole album. God, damn it! No, um, it
0: good. But then you've got a song there later on that's got some absolutely ridiculous. It's got there's a couple with absolutely ridiculous features. Yeah, on.
1: it's a bit like here are my old friends and here are my new friends kind mm-hmm. of thing.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Again, like it, it's probably he's brought his friends along for the ride a little bit, but it, it probably lets the song. It's down like Eminem M&M and D12, innit it? Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> 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 oh, wait, is that an M&M? red and yellow purple hills pills. yeah i'm actually singing like pills no i'm singing without me aren't i oh yeah just... it's a similar vibe like I'll, I'll be honest. i'll be honest i think m&m's another another weird one for me well in- As someone in- that actually likes quite a lot of hip-hop I, I don't know if I get Eminem.
1: It's just very played, is it? It's the same with Kanye West. Like it's very, you've heard it all. Like a lot of it, you've heard it without wanting to.
0: I sort of feel like though with with, with Eminem that the difference between Eminem and Kanye is that Kanye has changed over time, whereas Eminem's always been like three different artists like in one. Like he, that he has a serious side, he has a a silly side, yeah, and he sort of has a shit. Side. <laughs> That's a shit side. There's <laughs> a high on Vicodin side. Yeah. Um But anyway, th- th- let's stop talking about anything else because the song is up next. Oh, the song. Jesus Walks. This song, this is probably the most important hip-hop song of the 21st century. Wow. Yeah? Well, it is, isn't it? It's, it's, tying, me- it's tying it all back to it, It's it's it ties everything back t- to his culture, yeah. The church, the sample, the soul, the the lyrical content. Like it, it was seen before. This as like mental that a that a rapper would rap about God. Yeah, true. He even he even self even self, like, acknowledges that in the lyrics of this song.
1: Yeah. Like, it, please it, show me the way because I know we haven't spoken so long and all that. Like,
0: uh, there's a line in there as well about writing a song about God as well. Yeah. About writing lines about God in a, in a song, like a, in a hit song. I would assume this wasn't the first time that he's referenced God in his music, but I so said this is like... So the thing is, is that it ended up being the stroke of genius because Christianity is a huge, huge part of American life. And whilst it, it ties everything back into his cultural upbringing, it also made him accessible to millions of white Americans as well. That yeah. Never, that never would have listened to hip hop because it's not godly. Well, here's a guy. He's rapping about... The Lord, right?
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, speaking of Donald Glover, like, have you ever seen his stand-up special where he talks about white people at the Kanye West show when Jesus Walks comes on? And with the famous part oh, of I the first it. line and with are all there shouting it out and then going...
0: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but that's, that's what this song did. This song made a, a hip-hop artist accessible to millions of white American people. Yeah. And so much so that it's become almost a meme of Kanye West over the years is that more white people like him than, than black people.
1: Yeah, they want the old Kanye.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um,
0: but, you know, which, which in terms of this, it makes this song almost musical marketing at, the, at its best. Like this is like peak. He's writing a song that delivers on so many different levels here. And it's Um, and it's a banger as well, by the way. It's not a terrible song. If you haven't heard Jesus Walks before, I don't know where you've been. Yeah,
1: you've missed the 2000s. Essentially, Um, 236 million plays on Spotify.
0: And um, in in an era of hip hop that was all very sort of gangstery, this this album is different. It's it's a different drum,
1: and it's like the concept of the album is him leaving college and not telling his mom because he wants to be a, he wants to be a rapper. And that's sort of more enforced in the skits that we're sort of skipping past. But like, that's the, and then these are sort of the reasons why he's, he's leaving the songs in the middle in between them. And then there's the whole sort of school spirit section. Yeah. But we're not there yet. So never, never let me down is sort of him going, I know Jay-Z. Yeah. This get up baguette.
0: I I, d- I don't know whether this is the I'm I know Jay-Z song or is it an obligatory we're going to put your record out dude so you're going to have to put Z on it somewhere. Um yeah. This isn't a Kanye song. This no. is a song that Kanye produced for Jay-Z that Jay-Z didn't care to put on any of his albums. You can almost hear it like it's it doesn't sound like it belongs on the no, song. No,
1: yeah, it sounds like a like a a Jay Z song sounds like
0: a blueprint era Jay Z song. Yeah,
1: Um and he power plays him at the end by just doing a, another verse, but it's a bit shit. <laughs> it's like, we ain't done yet. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think that's funny about Jay Z? Is that he's got the worst voice in rap? It's sort of like
0: ha, 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 I don't know. Ha, I've always kind of liked Jay Z. Is it like a, is that, he's got?
1: He's got like Mr. Like that's B- what makes him? Good. Yeah, but he's got like Mr. Bean's voice, but at the same time. He- <laughs> Is 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 really cool as with it somehow. Mr.
0: Bean voice. He has got
1: Mr. Bean's voice. Bit of a Kermit voice. Isn't yeah, it? he has. Back to where you came. <laughs> Kermit uh, the Frog, best rapper in the game. Sorry, that's all I, I had to do it. Wow. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just basking
0: right now. Bars. Spitting bars. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, this strikes me as a song that was recorded and done long before, like this album changed how hip hop worked. That's what I put for this one. It's like it just makes sense. It just, it just, it sounds like a song that was recorded before this album came out. If you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it does. It, it's it is definitely tacked on so we can get get get, Jay-Z get, get big J on, there, Jay on
0: there. Like I say, it's it's self serving, isn't it. It's like he's gonna get listens because his song features jay-z but also jay-z is going to get royalties from every time this song gets i suppose played, it wasn't right? a single actually but he wasn't uh get him high <laughs> this one's back to sort of edgy edgy um kanye brilliance but again it's got his mates on <laughs> yeah it's his old mates brings again isn't his It his mates for, brings his mates along for the ride uh, it's a bit of a throwaway song, isn't it? It in it its yeah. It's a floor thriller. The the beat is insane, but it's not great. No. The beat is the best thing about it. It reminds me of, um, I
1: think, I feel like the theme of it, it's sort of based on Warning by um, Notorious B.I.G. Ah, okay. You know, who the fuck is this paging me at 5.46 in the morning? No. But yeah, it's, it, it's similar to that in the sense that like someone's getting in, someone's in contact with him, and then this it sort of plays out in a certain way, and it's sort of I feel like it's a a nod to to Biggie,
0: but I might be wrong. Well, I kind of feel like yeah, but Biggie again though, like a nod to or yeah, maybe just a tip of the hat yeah. to, but again, like Biggie's of that. Of exactly the opposite of what this album is. Yeah, me. he is. He's like Biggie was Biggie was full where the sort of New rap. York gangster rap came from. Yeah. Like Nas and Biggie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then out of that Diddy and Jay Z. And then it's just, like, Ken- Kanye isn't This there's things, like Kanye isn't from New York, is he? So No,
1: he's Chicago, isn't
0: he? Yeah. So is he? Yeah. Shaitan. So I guess he's not really a part of that scene anyway, which is probably why he was able to be a bit more free and do his own thing. Whereas I feel like if you grew up in New York as a producer or a rapper, you would have just ended up sounding like
1: yeah, he'd like just Jay-Z, be
0: basically or coming or up on
1: Jay Z and and Biggie and Nas and all that.
0: So, um, Wu
1: Tang, yeah. Um, the new workout plan. I've put rap sexism in its pomp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I said this is an absolutely stonking beat. Uh, love this one. A uh, Bit of a stab at needing to be in shape to be famous in, in verse one, I felt.
1: No, needing to be in shape to shag someone famous. Uh, I
0: don't know. I don't know. I think that, that some of it is playful, isn't it? And some of it is like it's quite interesting really because it's not like he's he's ever been like a hench sort of
1: no he hasn't he's never really been he's always shape, been a bit of like dad, so bod, bit dad
0: bod can you yeah um
1: X, an excel polo versus a, and a, then I just put a regular fit polo. quote
0: unquote i came
1: uh, <laughs> i thought i came as well <laughs> I, came.
0: Uh, I came i was like and then it becomes about working things out with a significant other right that's sort of where this song goes right so it's sort of it's, it's about so, yeah like, like sort of writing wrongs sh- with, with someone that you've fallen out with basically and probably shagging him. but I said, it, I said i said that's ironic given that <laughs> can, he's, can he's failed absolutely yeah, many, failed marriage i'm sure <laughs> he's <laughs> again hindsight hindsight I'm sure says, ironic
1: um, um, Misses someone i'm gonna marry your daughter and at some point in one i think that might be in the last song yeah and then like yeah I, i've also yeah. written cover your mouth up like you got sars remember that <laughs> <Not> <laughs> SARS. sars
0: oh that was like covid that Look. was like sars was hipster covid, COVID light it's wasn't like I it got, i got i got covid before it was cool i
1: remember it was is it sars and then it was swine flu after that
0: uh, we had SARS, bird flu, swine yes. flu, yep. um, cottage flu, uh, <laughs> uh, pesto flu. <laughs> yep.
1: There is a weird jam out section with like a vocoder. And he says, ooh. yeah, he says, ooh, that Michael Jackson shit.
0: <laughs> but I've just sort of like, I've said like, yeah, it goes into like a weird skit before a crazy switched up. And you could see that he's already identified that Daft Punk know what they're doing.
1: Yeah, and then he and, and goes then he on to sampling, sampling it. In <clears> he <throat> changes his style up yeah. not he slow jams.
0: <laughs> Jamie Fox loves sneaking into shit like this, doesn't he?
1: It <laughs> was and he was fresh off Ray Charles. Wasn't he doing the Ray Charles movie? I
0: don't know, man. like Jamie Fox just ends up. Like I get it. Like he he. He's not a terrible singer, but he's also, there's a reason he's an actor. I'm not really entirely
1: sure what he does, Jamie Foxx.
0: He's an actor. He's
1: an actor and he's been in some films. I feel like he hasn't been in anything for a while, has he? Or what have you done for me lately, Jamie Foxx?
0: I feel like he's a stand-up
1: comedian as well.
0: Yeah, he's a comedian and actor, isn't he? Um. Singer. He is but he's not he's only a, like a part-time singer, isn't he? Uh so recently he was in um a film called The Burial. Oh. He was in the uh, he's in the Spider-Man stuff, isn't he? Oh uh, right. Which he he was in um No Way Home. Uh, I so that see, wasn't that long ago. I see. Yeah, he was in Strays with Will Ferrell. That film that that's like uh Homeward Bound but naughty. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, that was a film recent, called They Clone Tyrone. He was in that. <laughs> don't know what that is i want
1: to see that one
0: um but uh obviously he's my his his most famous role and i don't think you could even aside from maybe the ray charles movie is is going to be django right oh
1: um, god yeah of course i love that did he win film. an
0: oscar for that movie
1: i think he either won one for that or for ray
0: i don't know i think i think to my memory, Christoph Waltz won, yeah, he best, won best Supporting point. for that movie and Jamie Foxx didn't win an Oscar for it. But anyway, so guy can act. Singing isn't his strong point. I've seen him sing the American National Anthem at a boxing match. I think it was the, remember the Pacquiao Mayweather right. fight that everyone stayed up until like six in the morning it to watch. There was an absolute snooze fest. Cuddled each other yeah. for 15 um, rounds. And he sung the National Anthem there. And I remember being like, yeah, there's sort of a reason why he's not a singer more. Right. <laughs> like, he can sing, but he can't sing. If you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I like, bet he makes some dough off his song every year.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. So anyway. Um,
1: he's got a light skin friend look like Michael Jackson. Got have a dark skin said- friend look like Michael Jackson. Fucking great. <laughs> what more do you need?
0: I said like it's a bit like with with Jamie Foxx. It's a bit like he really wanted to be a part of that late nineties and early two thousands like New York hip hop scene, but he could only sort of sing a little bit, and he was more of an actor and comedian. So he just like slides into songs every now and again. He does. Um, this is a slow jam, which checks out with the name, right? Yeah, it's called slow, jams, it, it's slow li- jam.
1: It's mainly slow Just list R and B acts.
0: Yeah. This one has a very naughty feel to it, I think. Yeah, it does. Like, you can tell when this song came out. Whereas, like, a lot of the other songs in this album, they could come out tomorrow and I'd still be like, yeah, that's hard.
1: This um, Twister feature is my favorite part. The favorite feature on the album is just so ridiculous. I don't
0: know if I can even remember this. Uh, It's been a couple of days since I actually fully listened. Pause. Pause and play, I think.
1: So yeah, so rapping fast just still impresses me, so I, I really enjoy that twister verse.
0: Going to listen to buster rhymes. Yeah,
1: I will and I do. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a mo. Oh man <laughs> I'm not even gonna attend.
0: I was gonna Let's <laughs> <try and> <laughs> do
1: it. I can't. I've just written that fucking twister verse. Ooh wee. Damn! Ooh-ee. Girl, I can't do it that fast, but I know somebody who can. <laughs> Ugh!
0: I'm surprised it wasn't Buster Rhymes,
1: to be honest. Probably called him first, and was he was busy.
0: Why? Why does this song? Why is this song listed as Twister featuring Kanye West and Jamie Foxx, rather than Kanye West featuring
1: Twister and Jamie? Foxx? Go on, Twister, because Twister's <laughs> can't, it can't be can't um, be. Can't be denied. <laughs> it says, "Twister main artist." Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. I wonder if Twister like has it is like on his list. Yeah, this is this number one song on yeah. on his on his profile. I, I
0: think it's it's because
1: There's two versions of Kanye
0: it. Kanye produced. No, well, Kanye, Kanye produced it, and he said, "I'll produce this song for you, but it's going a mile. Yeah. And I'll feature on it, and I'll even get Jamie Fox on it as well for you." but it goes on my album thank you yeah like you can have full right you can have like the the main split of the royalties but it's going on my album
1: and twister replied with his demands but he had to take it home and play it back slower so he could understand what he was saying
0: <laughs> imagine imagine if he just speaks that fast Oh, actually, it'd be even better if you spoke to him and he's like, hey, man. Twister, have you got anything you can put on this?
1: Verse? Uh, Yes. <laughs> I <laughs> think <laughs> so.
0: Then get him Count in the
1: booth. Me.
0: <laughs> in. <laughs> as soon as the door closes. I got I go to go to
1: oh twister uh, on so, to br- on
0: to breathe in breathe from, from out one then.
1: comedy sort of wwe scrapper from the 2000s W-W-E-esque. to another with ludicrous oh. breathe in breathe out I
0: fucking love ludicrous
1: though up <laughs> that's my only note for this song
0: Luda. Luda, is that it
1: that's it that's all i've written what have you
0: got fucking hell i've got quite a lot I said, uh, this slaps Luda on the feature. <laughs> <laughs> that guitar lick sample is incredible. To be fair, it's like a real like guitar. It's the the only song really on this album that I think this is like the the guitar riff is like the the sample is like a guitar riff.
1: No, is it like a chuggy chug chug? No. Pause. Yeah, I am have to listen. We're back in.
0: Uh yeah. Uh so it's very Southern, isn't it? It is. It's It's very Atlanta, which makes sense because this is clearly a song produced with Ludacris in mind. And Ludacris is of that.
1: It's a so. it's a nod to that style, isn't it? That and he's yeah. sort of saying like like that line he's got to apologize to Mos and Quali, like he's just we've just heard him say it. But like most deaf and Talib quality don't do that and, and they're his mates. And he's like, well, I'm doing this as well now.
0: Yeah. I've, I've just, I've put here, is this, is this the first, like I, someone could easily fact check me on this and, and tell me I'm wrong. I mean, they're not going to right now unless you are, but was this sort of the first, the first hip hop record where elements of West Coast, East Coast, and... like the southern like i guess like new orleans uh, and shit (laughs) atlanta Put some respect i mean ludicrous some respect on my name (laughs) ludicrous is it's south right ludicrous is atlanta right
1: yeah i think so so
0: that like is this the first time that a single artist has included elements of all of those things at once because for a long time throughout the nineties and the early two thousands, a lot of these a lot of them are like factions that are at war with each other, right? Like Yeah. Yeah, um, like
1: rival gang slash companies slash like Death Row versus um
0: Yeah, and like it, it came to a head in the nineties, obviously. Um won't get into it, but if, yeah. if you're not aware of, of Biggie and Tupac and what happened and the fact that neither of them should have passed away Really, um yeah, and that it was just weird circumstances that led to both, like you, that happened that was less than ten years in the past, right, at this point in time, when this record came out, yeah, like, is this the first time that someone's actually gone actually i- enjoy, I enjoy it all, so I'm just going to use it. Yeah, probably, kind of really like, I'm bringing it all together. And that, and I, that can, sort I can
1: of, write, I think, back and write for all of it kind of thing. And I think
0: that it's almost like that's what makes this album and his maybe his first three or four albums probably the most, in, like, like the, the most influential and the most important. He was the, the best
1: records. producer and the best rapper at the same time
0: in that era. I don't know. I don't know if I could go as far to say as that he's the best rapper. I think he I think the all round product is the best. Yeah. I don't think he's the best probably, rapper. Probably no, he's not the best rapper, but he's, he's like he's a he was a great he was a good I don't I also wouldn't say necessarily that he's probably the absolute best producer. I think there's probably other producers out there. But he he could do both at a level that makes yeah. him
1: that good performance wise he was fucking good as well at this, at this point yes show God, jesus christ the that, gl- yeah, that, yeah. that live eight like clip the, I the fucking
0: know. glastonbury one just comes to my mind though every what, time what, i fucking,
1: what, what, it was just here it was just, it,
0: it was just like yeah did you have you never seen no. he had like this weird the stage oh yeah where I thought it was like above just, the crowd yeah but like the state it was like he was it was like he was in a letterbox because he it like got I'm trying to just to explain it, but like he had like a, almost like a false ceiling put in above him and he was like underneath it. Yeah. And it was just like him and the DJ. And he kept like telling the DJ to stop because he f- fucked something up. <laughs> it oh was one gosh. of the worst things I've ever seen. But he had, yeah, it was a headline glass. It was like one of the worst headline glasses. I haven't seen that. I'm going to to look for that. Yeah. D- yeah. I
1: think sometimes...
0: After, you, but obviously this was like 2016 onward. Like this was after it completely capitulated.
1: Yeah. You can't blame him for trying to do something. Um, well, maybe you can. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. you can definitely yeah, blame definitely him. I
0: definitely blame him.
1: People um, paid money, goddammit. Yeah. Um, school Spirit.
0: Yeah, another soul sample.
1: Uh, this is quite bluesy. I was listening to this album a lot when I was trying to finish my, like, uni final project. Yeah. And, like, this song it just reminds me of doing that and, like, shitting myself, like, trying to get it all done and, like... Yeah, I think
0: this is sort of...
1: Goes along with it in terms of how...
0: Chasing chasing your dreams, not relying on education as much. Yeah. And that maybe we put too much value on education. Probably not the best thing to be listening to as you're going through no. your finals. To be fair, is it? No. Um, but the feel chorus, like, the chorus is buttery. I feel the wood coming really, on, cause really gets really gets in your head.
1: Wood, there it was. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> I think we've said it all. <laughs> Two words.
0: Um. It's, this one is quite, like, epic. It's got Western, it's got, like, a cinematic sort yeah, of Western like, boom, feel. Boom, boom, yeah, boom, boom, this one's boom, boom. probably one of the more angry moments. He doesn't do angry on this album very much, does he? He does a bit later in his career.
1: It kind of reminds me of this one of, like, a um, Slim Shady LP era, like, Eminem album track that you get, like, D12 to do some verses on.
0: A little bit, but most Mo's is on here.
1: Yeah, well, he is. And but he's
0: like royalty. So,
1: and freeway, who I know, I know less about. Yeah,
0: I don't know anything about. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just put this is an angry one. I wonder what two words they're talking about. So obviously, everything leads back to two words. I don't know what they mean. <laughs> what two words? Does one start with F and one start with Y? Perhaps. Must be, um, yeah. I don't know. I was like, "Is I was like the the beat and and like Kanye's flow on this is like a match made in heaven." Yeah, they're sort of
1: they've like set it up with the two words thing, so it is literally like two words per 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 line of the song. Yep. And it's a cool. I just said,
0: despite the features, I think this is this is up there with one of the best, probably behind. Jesus walks for me. Right, one of the best songs on the record, and I just think it as a package. It just yeah, it just goes. I like it.
1: It is a pro- it's a proper rap song, isn't yeah.
0: it? it uh, that's probably why I like. it. Yeah,
1: though. like it's not got a hook. Really, it's just. Three rappers doing their stuff, and then I think this is the best song on the album. Through a wire,
0: yeah. So this is like '90s soul, like well '90s R and B sample, isn't it? Yeah, and soul again, and and it's almost there's a bit of West Coast on this. To yeah, me. that beat, that like proper like it's sort of like G funk like, in it. Yeah, almost. you could you could you could hear like a, a Snoop or a Dre or yeah. someone like that on this. Um.
1: He recorded it straight after he had that car crash. He had his jaw, his jaw wired up. All right. So we were just talking about how on through the wire, it's called through a wire because his jaw was wired shut because he'd been in a car accident and like had to have reconstructive surgery on his jaw. Uh, um, In the same hospital where Biggie Smalls died.
0: Oh, really? That's
1: what he says on one of the lines. So there's a yeah. few biggie smalls things in this in this album, which is random. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I, the beat, like you said, the beat is like just unparalleled on this one. Like that, like sort of soul groove is so good.
0: Oh yeah, like and and this style, the the production has been done so many times since this. Yeah, so many times. That like nineties R and b s- s- chipmunkified.
1: Yeah, and it like all cut everything cuts off for that and yeah. then it comes back in for the verse. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm. In the... It looks like it's uh Cynthia Vale or Veal, Song. Her and her husband are in the songwriters Hall of Fame. They are credited here. Or she's credited. Tom Keane is also credited. I'm not I'm not 100% sure that there is a 90s 90s R&B sample here. It no. sounds like it. I think a lot of people use 90s R&B samples to do the same thing. But Yeah, this was a this is up there. It is very much up there for sure.
1: It was a it was a single. Um
0: Yes, I just saw that.
1: So but yeah, it's um it's a fucking banger. It's a great party tune.
0: Yeah, I think that's there's not a lot of songs on this it's album. It's a proper are, dancer. There's not like, a lot like that, that, that like, on this. Like sort of like party, like good times songs. Yeah, it's like a lot of them are quite serious, whereas this one is, yeah, it's a bit more a bit more upbeat and cheerful.
1: He ain't got haven't really got many of it uh, on this album anyway, but I think No, not on this album. I think later wish- in
0: his career, he he, he went more went more towards that.
1: Why maybe he had such successes because he does have a lot of dancing, like get get up and dance sort of songs that are like a yeah, yeah, like, and and people can dance to him.
0: On my like, graduation, he sort of went towards that. And then, I mean, I've, all, all like, of eight, the lights, eight, 808, yeah, 808s and Heartbreaks and um, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, yeah. which is which. That's that's one of those where if you, if we're gonna ever it gets do, rated
1: higher than this one. Yeah, if
0: we're ever gonna do another Kanye album down the line, I think that one might have to yeah, be the one be. because it's it's wildly different to this because that was basically where he invented. Well, eight oh eight and Heartbreak is where he invented like mumble rap. Um,
1: yeah, and, and then like trap and stuff.
0: Dark twisted twisted fantasy was was like and taking it up a notch basically. Yeah. Um, So So he wasn't trying
1: to sing on it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, there there isn't a lot of rap on it, but it's rated super, super highly. Uh, Family business.
1: Yeah, Um,
0: it's a chill vibe, and it sort of
1: does what it says on the tin. A nice nostalgic song about family,
0: really. Reflection of of his childhood. No, no, no. It's weird, isn't it? The contrast there, because when he's talked about like his childhood before, it's been very much about all of the struggle that he's grown up with. Yes, yeah. this is more about oh, yeah.
1: Like let's get the pictures out. Oh, let's get oh, ra- let's get at- nan-
0: let's get Nan round. You see, Willie, when you were five. <laughs> and he talks about his Grammy win there, right? As well in this song, and pays tribute to his family. Whether it's a past Grammy win, I don't know if he'd have won a Grammy before this. Would he for anything?
1: Maybe production.
0: But yeah, so he talks about a Grammy win in there. Whether it's a premonition. Or whether it's a Grammy that he's already won at this stage, uh, and pays just pays a nice tribute, doesn't he, to his family? Really?
1: Yes. Um, and the last line is, "Let's get Stevie out of jail." And I, I, I looked, someone, <laughs> someone on Reddit, on r slash Kanye five years ago said, "Does anyone know if Stevie ever got out of jail?" <laughs> and someone just one response, he just says, "Yeah, he's out."
0: <laughs> yeah, he's out. <laughs> no more context no just more context. just just the answer but to be fair they've answered the question yeah. that was asked. yeah
1: he's so. asked and answered is does anyone know if stevie ever got our jailiers out and then mm. last call is basically just it's like a it starts off as a, a song and then it's just him literally oh telling, telling the story about how he got signed and it goes on for a bit so
0: i've just yeah I, I think yeah my notes cover that off um.
1: Would you agree? Would you concur? It's a,
0: yeah, it's a bit of an experiment, maybe. Uh, I love the flow on this one. The beat has so much groove. Uh, makes your head nod. This is a bit of a head nod. This is bit of a dancey sort of. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Um, it's got a bit of like a feeling of like a, twi- a tribe called Quest and stuff. This one, I think. Which is, I, I guess, they're like he was obviously doing all this shit in, in like New York and Chicago. Yeah. And they were sort of of that sort of.
1: He's clearly he's a guy a who knows Larry. everything
0: about everything as yeah, well. He's, like, he's this is, a guy, this is a guy that, whether he would admit to listening to like West Coast stuff or not around the company that he was keeping, but he's clearly spent a lot of his teenage years like listening to every, everything that was good, every good hip-hop record. He's listened to it. And
1: everything else.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, true that. Ste- Steely can, like, Dan. It's like, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Champion. Get out. Do you realize you are a
1: champion in our eyes?
0: Steely Dan. Fair. But, you know, he's... Yeah, he's just absorbed music. It's like, it's weird, isn't it? Because you're looking at this, and like, this is a guy where it's just like, music completed it, mate. At whatever age... What, how old was he when this album came out? 21? 22? No, maybe not. Because he's sort of been 27. Yeah, because I, I think...
1: There's all of any thinking.
0: Yeah, because he was this was his first sort of his his first album as, as himself, but of course he'd already been around for a while, right? Re- as a producer at this point. So he's
1: 47 now.
0: Yeah. It's like, he'd, he'd already been around, you know? Yeah. So.
1: He'd been doing the thing,
0: but, but yeah, so. Maybe that's, that's like part of what, where it went wrong for him. Cause maybe he, maybe he'd got like, maybe he, say he had got that Grammy from, from a production of his, right? So say like he's a coveted producer, He's producing for like Jay-Z, he's producing for other people. And then you'd probably just be like, oh yeah, I'm pretty cool with this. Like, well, he's probably, this, is, this is as good as it's going to get. And then all of a sudden you end up becoming
1: always, the biggest rapper in the they world. They always say, don't they, that like, you, whatever age you become famous, that's what age you stay at. Yeah. And that, you can say that about like Morrissey and like Michael Jackson and people like that, like. But like he was twenty seven, so he'd already lived a fair amount of time before he became like. Yeah. So he's had twenty years now of no one ever saying no to him. Yeah. As well, but like you'd think he'd be grounded because he'd be able to. He had a longer. He had a longer come up than a lot of the other. The, a lot of other people. Yeah. Yeah. But but yet he's probably the worst one. Maybe it's the opposite of like, cause he lived so long trying to get to where he got to. He's just riding it till the wheels fall
0: off. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. You know, um, hell, eat, just, hell yeah, brother. And then, and then in, in full agreement with you, obviously I'm not sure it needed an eight minute spoken word outro, but you know, we did it. He did it anyway. And I'm sure people are going to do it
1: anyway. I
0: I liked this album. To push us on. Yes. Uh, I liked it. I don't, I, I I think that there are later Kanye albums that I prefer. Yeah,
1: I think it's more just, for, it's like how.
0: But it is so game changing, isn't it?
1: When we did Is A Real Boy, like that's your um, Say Anything album. Like this is my Kanye album.
0: Yeah, yeah I would, I would, I can see, I, I get that. I think at this time when this album came out, I wasn't listening to hip hop so yeah uh but i can hear 20 years worth of hip-hop in this album as in like i can hear that this album effectively wrote like the rule book on how the hip-hop was going to be made for the next 20 years yeah like, still is now yeah, like, yeah there are still records coming out don't get me wrong i think there's like there's the whole trap thing and the like while the wide use of like 808s and stuff, but guess who did that as well? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like no, this isn't the, I think the, the coolest thing about this and whatever you think about Kanye as he is now, like he over the course of about 10 years, effectively changed music just completely changed it mm. because he, he he starts out with this stuff and going yeah it's cool to it's called cool to to be like using old samples and stuff again which is something that like i said wasn't mainstream at all at this no as if you look at the production on like the i guess there are some samples and stuff in Eminem, and m and there but it's not like soulful music, is it? There's no, like, Dre, Dre had, Dre had like, moved away from, yeah. from using soul samples and it was all that G-Funk stuff and, and just wasn't... He was using a lot more, like, random-ass stuff. Yeah,
1: like, like more actual, f- like, funk-like stuff, like, Parliament and stuff.
0: Yeah. And, and, yeah, and it's like nobody was in, like, mainstream music was, was sampling the way that Kanye did. No. And then, like this says, yeah, you can do that again. And then he goes on to effectively create what what you would call like trap. Now
1: everyone was waiting to see what the new sound was going to be for a while with him, like in seeing what whatever he came out. Well, with
0: every everything, every album, every the album, next thing. every album from here onward until probably Dark Fantasy was the last one that was really important. Yeah every one of those albums changed changed the way that like hip hop and rap music was made.
1: Yeah. And that's why we've done an episode on him. But everybody.
0: Uh, so yeah, um, I guess just pour one out for season one.
1: Put, pour one out for old Kanye.
0: No, for season one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just a, just a little, and uh, end note here uh yeah this this brings to an end the first season of our podcast if you've listened to every episode thank you um 12 more I, seasons i don't know if anyone has um uh but honestly yeah it's, it's massively appreciated if you've even listened to one if you listen to this one if you'd like to go back and listen to the rest please do there's gonna be uh P- paddy's been really nice and made a playlist of. Um, his favorite tracks yeah from each album like underplayed tracks um, from each album and they're just they're just going to be there uh, in the show notes uh, on spotify if we can do that um
1: yeah we can
0: and yeah so we're gonna take a Teeny break. Obviously, the break, the break for for you guys is going to end up being longer than the break is for us because we're going to start on season two pretty soon. I would have thought. Yes, uh, but um, I
1: don't think it so, will be away for too long.
0: No, there'll be a, there'll be a month month or so probably between the end of season one for you guys and the start of season two. But in that time, we may well have recorded most of season two because we we kind of enjoy doing this now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We got to yeah. a point got to a point with our previous podcast project where. It was a struggle. Um, this hasn't been, so I've really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for doing it with me, Paddy, and not giving up on the no, dream. Thank you. Uh, I don't know what the dream is. There isn't a dream. Um, <laughs> we're living the dream. We're living dude. the dream. Um, yeah, so please, if you know anyone that likes music at all, just be like, oh, I know these two dudes that have this podcast that you might enjoy. Um, they're really inappropriate, <laughs> really inappropriate at times uh, and funny. I think we've been, quite, we've been
1: quite restrained. Actually, we could have been worse.
0: True. Um, and uh, yeah, sorry, Dad, for the foul language. Um, you did. Sorry you did, to
1: everybody's Dad. Yeah, yeah
0: sorry about that. Uh, peace out. I've been Tom. I've been Paddy. And this has been underplayed or overrated. Bye.
1: Let's get Stevie out of jail.
0: Yeah.